Chapter 2 of Buddhism and Buddhists in China. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leon Meyer. Buddhism and Buddhists in China by Louis Hodes. Chapter 2 The Entrance of Buddhism into China. Buddhism was not an indigenous religion of China. Its founder was Gautama of India in the 6th century BC. Some centuries later it found its way into China by way of Central Asia. There is a tradition that as early as 142 BC, Zhang Qian, an ambassador of the Chinese emperor Wu Di, visited the countries of Central Asia, where he first learned about the new religion which was making such headway, and reported concerning it to his master. A few years later, the generals of Wu Di captured a gold image of the Buddha, which the emperor set up in his palace and worshipped, but he took no further steps. According to Chinese historians, Buddhism was officially recognized in China about 67 AD. A few years before that date, the emperor Ming Di saw in a dream a large golden image with a halo hovering above his palace. His advisers, some of whom were no doubt already favorable to the new religion, interpreted the image of the dream to be that of Buddha, the great sage of India, who was inviting his adhesion. Following their advice, the emperor sent an embassy to study into Buddhism. It brought back two Indian monks and a quantity of Buddhist classics. These were carried on a white horse, and so the monastery which the emperor built for the monks, and those who came after them, was called the White Horse Monastery. Its tablet is said to have survived to this day. This dream story is worth repeating, because it goes to show that Buddhism was not only known at an early date, but was favored by the court of China. In fact, the same history which relates the dream contains the biography of an official who became an adherent of Buddhism a few years before the dream took place. This is not at all surprising, because an acquaintance with Buddhism was the inevitable concomitant of the military campaigning, the many embassies, and the wide-ranging trade of those centuries. But the introduction of Buddhism into China was especially promoted by reason of the current policy of the Chinese government of moving conquered populations in countries west of China into China proper. The vanquished peoples brought their own religion along with them. At one time, what is now the province of Shanxi was populated in this way by the Xiongnu, many of whom were Buddhists. The introduction and spread of Buddhism was hastened by the decline of Confucianism and Taoism. The Han Dynasty, 206 BC to 221 AD, established a government founded on Confucianism. It reproduced the classics destroyed in the previous dynasty and encouraged their study. It established the state worship of Confucius. It based its laws and regulations upon the ideals and principles advocated by Confucius. The great increase of wealth and power under this dynasty led to a gradual deterioration in the character of the rulers and officials. The rigid Confucian regulations became burdensome to the people, who ceased to respect their leaders. 
Confucianism lost its hold as the complete solution of the problems of life. At the same time, Taoism had become a veritable jumble of meaningless and superstitious rites, which served to support a horde of ignorant, selfish priests. The high religious ideals of the earlier Taoist mystics were abandoned for a search after the elixir of life, during fruitless journeys to the isles of the immortals, which were supposed to be in the eastern sea. At this juncture there arose in North China a sect of men called the Purists, who advocated a return from the vagaries of Taoism and the irritating rules of Confucianism to the simple life practiced by the Taoist mystics. When these thoughtful and earnest-minded men came into contact with Buddhism, they were captivated by it. It had all they were claiming for Taoist mysticism and more. They devoted their literary ability and religious fervor to the spreading of the new religion, and its success was in no small measure due to their efforts. As a result of this early association, the tenets of the two religions seemed so much alike that various emperors called assemblies of Buddhists and Taoists with the intention of effecting a union of the two religions into one. If the emperor was under the influence of Buddhism, he tried to force all Taoists to become Buddhists. If he was favorable to Taoism, he tried to make all Buddhists become Taoists. But such mandates were as unsuccessful as other similar schemes have been. In the third century A.D., after the Han dynasty had ended, China was broken up into several small kingdoms which contended for supremacy, so that for about four hundred years the whole country was in a state of disunion. One of the strong dynasties of this period, the Northern Wei, 386 to 535 A.D., was distinctly loyal to Buddhism. During its continuance, Buddhism prospered greatly. Although Chinese were not permitted to become monks until 335 A.D., still Buddhism made rapid advances, and in the 4th century, when that restriction was removed, about nine-tenths of the people of northwestern China had become Buddhists. Since then, Buddhism has been an established factor in Chinese life. End of chapter 2